Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is A Self-Love Journey. Oh man, I am so thrilled to talk about self-love. This is such an important topic. It's so near and dear to my heart. I keep thinking at this time that, you know, all the things that we create in the world, be it things we deem as positive or things we deem as negative, they're really stemming from ourself, right? How we feel about ourselves. What is the quality of energy we're putting out in the world? Um, it's so important. And, and I think that we can really dive deeper into this concept of self-love by realizing that it's a journey. It's not a destination or a point on the map, but instead it's a really beautiful beautiful inner journey. And I just wanted to say a quick shout out to those of you that have left uh, reviews in Apple Podcasts. Thank you for the beautiful words you've said. I read every one of them and I truly, truly appreciate them. Um, you know, I sit here and record podcasts and they go out into the world. And so to read your words really means a lot. And I thank you for taking the time to do that. And I am looking forward to choosing a winner for August. We're going to be doing a drawing again in the beginning of September. Um, so if you haven't left a review in Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a written review uh, and you will be in the running along with the people that wrote reviews in July. And I will be thrilled to meet one of you. Um, and I'm having so much fun getting to know you guys in the Soul Frequency VIP group. So thank you for all of you that are there. Um, there's more videos coming. I feel like this is going to be a very long series of videos that I'm doing because, you know, the veil is thinning and there's just more information coming through. It's more readily accessible at this time. And so we're going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole and understanding some of the biggest concepts that really spirit wants us to understand and to integrate at this time. And they did talk about self-love. And so that's why I'm thrilled to do this episode. And I think it's so important to give yourself permission to love yourself and to give yourself permission to create the life that you want to be living. It really starts there. It starts with love, right? This high frequency, emotional energy that is so expansive. And through that process of increasing that love, we get a deeper sense of knowing, we understand ourselves more, we understand the world more. And my guest today shares about her journey of healing and self-love. Eileen is a founder of Lavendaire. She's on the show with me today. She's a content creator and entrepreneur in the personal growth and lifestyle design um, category. She is helping people discover their true potential and create their dream life. She's also the creator of the Artist of Life workbook. Uh, how cool does that sound? And a detailed guide to creating your most inspiring and successful year with the Daily Planner by Lavendaire, which is a tool to help you design a productive, effective, and meaningful day. So with no further ado, let's welcome Eileen to the show. 
Hi, Eileen. I'm happy you're here with us. Welcome to the show. Hi, Shanna. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And I was saying that I was watching some of your videos. You have an amazing YouTube channel um, and a big podcast and we love podcasting um, obviously around here. Um, But I'd love to hear like one of the things that struck me in looking through your content is this journey of self-discovery and how you know, for a lot of us, I don't know, a lot of people probably aren't born saying, I want to be this. And it's a very straight line, right? It's kind of this really wavy line. Um, So just share with us a little bit about kind of that wavy line for you and how you ended up creating Lavender. Yeah, my journey was definitely not linear. There were a lot of ups and downs and (laughs) winding turns. And I, I guess my background, like growing up, I, looking back, I do feel like I kind of lived my life on autopilot. I was heavily just influenced by my parents, peer society, and I just did what I was told to do. You know, like my parents, my family, everyone told me, do good in school so you can go to a good college and then you can get a good job. And so that's what I did. And everything was really step by step. I never really gave it a second thought. I And it was in, end of college, er, like that period where you're supposed to figure out, okay, what career to go into, where I really got stumped. I was paralyzed because I had no idea what I really wanted to do with my life. And although everyone was telling me, just, just get any job, get a high paying job, you studied business, just go get the jobs that your peers are getting. I knew that that was not the right path for me. Like I've tried internships where I just didn't like that corporate setting. I didn't want my boss's job. And I knew that deep down I was a creative person and I knew that there was more for me. I had like an idea of the life that I wanted to live. And I know that, like, I I just felt that, okay, taking this path, the traditional path is not going to lead me there. So After that realization, I graduated college without any job lined up. I decided to just follow my heart and like explore all the creative avenues that I was curious about. So at the time I was heavily into music. I was pursuing music, doing YouTube, making video, like music videos on YouTube. And I was performing, I was auditioning for acting, hosting. I was freelancing for marketing and PR. And I really just tried a bunch of different things just so I can just test the waters a little bit because I had no idea what what career I really wanted so my uh strategy was just just like like splatter paint and see what sticks you know what I mean just like put it all out there try everything and and then figure it out from there and that was really scary to do because that's a huge risk to take coming from someone who you know my parents are super traditional and really strict and they obviously wanted me to take a secure route but also the fact that all my peers were getting good high paying jobs straight out of college and i i you know i'm a smart person i i thought i'm like eileen you're smart but like it's so embarrassing that you're you don't know what you want to do and you're you're going to be a musician when all your peers are, are doing these, like they're being real adults in the world. (laughs) And that, that it was like, that was another journey to kind of get over those mental hurdles of like caring about what other people thought of me. And, you know, that societal pressure to follow this cookie cutter successful path. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. Like, because as you're speaking, I'm like, you know, that that's intense when you start going against what other people's wishes are. Like Mm -hmm. for you at that time, 
Like what was going on? Because I think a lot of people confront this, whether it's with their parents or in relationship with a significant other, or just when you're going to change and evolve and grow, like it's going to cause things in relationships, right? And so what was it for you at that time? Like, what was the conversation like where you told your parents like, hey, guess what? I'm not going to go, you know, Mm. get this job that's your dream for me. Um, How did they take that? And then how did you move through the emotion of that, I'm sure it was emotional. Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's not an overnight thing. It really took like two years of slowly um, just, just going through this. And it was really hard because it, it was a time where me and my parents really butt heads, you know, uh, we argued, we were yelling, lots of yelling and crying and just not seeing eye to eye, not accepting each other. And that whole experience really taught me to believe in myself because I felt like my entire life, I did things for my parents' approval, like to, you know, I wanted to be the perfect child. I wanted to, you know, be successful for them because that's what they wanted for me. And then at this point in my life, I started making choices for myself. Like, I, I don't want this life. I want to do something creative. I'm, I want to go explore. I don't want to get a job. I don't, because I, at that time, I felt like getting a job would hold me back. And my parents were really pushing me, like, just get any job, even if you don't like it. You don't have to like your job. It, a job is a job. That's their <laughs> um, perspective. So, and also like the fact that I wanted to do something creative. I My, my dad is not, he he's the opposite of creative, right? He he saw creativity as like, he didn't support it at all. I was doing music. He was like, that's dumb. He's like, artists are crazy people. And it was really hard for me because he didn't support anything. And although my mom, my mom was more of a chill parent, but at the same time, she loves safety and security. So, you know, getting a job is secure. And the fact that I didn't have a job, that was, you know, just both like neither of my parents really supported or understood what I was going through at the time so it it was just difficult because I had to learn to believe in myself during those years and believe in the vision that I had for my life and what I wanted to do I love that and I I've been become super interested lately in diving into different cultures like you know with everything going on on the planet and like us being able to like, in some ways it's really interesting because like, I, I have culture, obviously we all have culture, but I wouldn't say that the culture that I come from is like rich, right? Like the, not a lot of, I didn't grow up with a lot of like traditions or specific expectations. Um, and so I'm very like interested right now in understanding other people's experiences, like based on their culture. So was there things that you look back on and say, you know, versus like, let's say friends or other people in your life, were there certain expectations that were cultural that you were moving through at that time as well? Well, I think a lot of uh, children of immigrant parents can relate to the fact that your parents worked so hard and overcame so many hurdles to to get here, to give you the life that you live now, that there's this, this immense pressure and expectation for you to succeed. Because especially in Asian families, you're kind of expected to take care of your parents in the long run. And with my parents, like my mom is a refugee from the Vietnam War and my dad was an immigrant from China and he grew up super, super poor. And it's just knowing their stories and where they came from. And and I like, that's part of why they're so hard on you, right? Because they experience so much pain in their life, just struggling to survive. And 
putting that all on you. Like, like now you are here, you're so lucky. Like all my life I've been, I've been told like, I'm so lucky to grow up in America. And I recognize that privilege. And so it's kind of like, there's the guilt of like not doing what makes your parents happy because they worked, they sacrifice so much to give you what you have. So there's the guilt. But then I, I started to look at it from another angle. Like, like, dude, my parents went through so much. And if I'm not gonna live my life to the fullest, and, and do what I want to do like that yes. it's, it's kind of ridiculous right like they sacrifice so much so that I could have a better life so why am I going to sacrifice the life that I want to live when I don't have to it's it's really just an illusion these expectations and I knew that I well I wasn't completely sure that I would be successful at that time everything was really up in the air I, I just seemed like a really irresponsible child at that time but I I just knew that if I followed my heart it would lead me somewhere amazing and I like that self-belief obviously it took some time to build up but once I had that belief I'm like I'm just gonna go for it because I'd rather live I'd rather try than live my life wondering what if I love that and it's so funny when you talk about like I was speaking to a client and I said I was talking about my own transformation and saying at the beginning of like really doing something different like really stepping out from let's say what your you know family's reality is or anybody else's reality around you like it almost is like you're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's yeah. looking at you like you've lost your mind exactly. until it starts to take form and shape and it starts to grow and it starts to expand. And so there is that part where it's like at the beginning, you're going, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, everyone's <laughs> looking at me like I've lost my mind here. Exactly. And I'm just, I'm just following my heart, right? I'm just like yeah. going with this. Um, and so I'm wondering like, what is the perspective now as things have like expanded for you and grown how did it evolve with your relationship, let's say, with your parents? Mm. The hardest years were the beginning where I was confused. And so obviously they were unhappy with the direction in life I was taking because to them, they probably thought I was just playing around because I was not working. I was just doing a bunch of random things, trying to figure out a path. But I think I started Lavender in 2014 and about two years in was when money started like trickling in. And I think after maybe two or three years is when they finally started to understand what I was building because they started to see like, you know, my audience growing and money start coming in. And especially with Asian parents, my parents are like, they don't believe it until they see it. Right. So, so they didn't really support what was going on until they saw, oh, you're actually making money from this. Oh, okay. And now I think they're proud of me, but they're like, you're a genius. It's those those initial years that it's like, the truth is like, no matter who you are, like no one is going to see what you see. Like you might have a vision and other people, they just, they just can't see it. So you have to build it for them. And so and like, I mean, obviously you, you built it for yourself, but no one's going to really believe you until there's proof. It's so true. It's like yeah. planting the seed, right? Like no one sees the plant. They're like, there's just right. dirt. And you're yes. like, there's a seed in there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's such a nice metaphor. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that develops along the way, you talked about self-belief just a little bit, um, but also what has the role been for you in, in self-belief and self-love mm-hmm. and understanding really like who you are as you are starting to build this? I mean, really like yeah. the, the beautiful thing about what you've built and, and really any personal development brand is like, you're sharing as you're growing, right? And you're cultivating these things and you're discovering these things and then you're sharing to help other people discover it within themselves. So what is the big lessons you've had with self-belief and self-love? 
So many lessons. I mean, the first thing is that it is a journey. You don't wake up one day and automatically you love yourself completely. It's like a step-by-step journey where each year, like you go through different experiences that unravel your insecurities. And I, to me, it's really like a learn as you go thing. And I, over the years, I really recognized that I am such a people pleaser. You know, I lived my life for other people doing what they wanted, doing what would make other people happy and not really thinking about myself. And a lot of my worth was based off of external validation, kind of like if I got good grades, if someone gave me praise, if I won a competition or something, that was where my self-worth came from. And I think a lot of us, just because we go through the American schooling system, we are ingrained with this external validation model where like you want to get a gold star and that makes you feel like you are worthy. And if you don't do well on paper, then you are unworthy as a person. So it took me many years to recognize these patterns. Like, why am I so insecure? Why am I telling myself these negative things? Like when I look in the mirror, why why am I saying these things to myself? And it's learning to... Re completely revamp your relationship with yourself to recognize that you are valuable and worthy simply for being alive, simply for being a human being, a person like that is so valuable, you know, like life is, you can't just create life out of nowhere. It's, it's, it's special. So it's a lot of the self-love work. Like it starts with your mind. It starts with your conversation with yourself. So I'm all about positive affirmations, all about recognizing the negative self-talk, limiting beliefs that you might have, writing them down and starting to like debunk each negative thought, you know, each limiting belief, debunk it and rewrite a positive thought instead that supports you. Because at the end of the day, like you are going to be living with yourself your the rest of your entire life. You might as well support yourself and love yourself. You know, most of the time we are our own worst enemies and worst critic and it's like it just doesn't make sense to be the one to put yourself down and be the one to hold yourself back right so it's like realization on a lot of different levels that helped me build the self-confidence over time it's so beautiful and it's so accurate that the deeper like I personally have gotten in my work and what I see energetically and I say this all the time I'm like we are like so powerful like any one human being just by virtue, like you said, of being alive is so incredibly powerful. The way that we can um, literally create a reality based on our thoughts and that we can choose to change those thoughts all the time and create a new reality. I mean, that's like a superpower, right? That's huge. Like when I discovered that, I was like, wow, this is a game changer. Because I lived my whole life not knowing that I could change my thoughts, Just, just accepting the negative thoughts that I was telling myself, you know? Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. And I think when you have that as kind of like sacred and you start to really play with that and understand it and embody it and integrate it into your life. Like you start to just see like how incredible each human being is. Right. And then it's like, sometimes it's like, you don't understand. It's like so amazing. Right. Yeah. Everyone, each one of us has that power. Totally. And I think that's like, you know, that's something that has that grows over time that understanding right because we're so taught in our culture that other people have certain power over us or this is better than that you know all of these polarities and really like it's within all of us and it's it's cultivating that and i love how you said that it's a journey 
right? It doesn't happen overnight. I mean, and I think we, you know, we love like fast food. We love fast everything, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) We we want to binge watch all the episodes at the same time. And so we have this consciousness where it's like, oh, it needs to happen right now. But really like the journey is the destination, don't you think? Yeah, yep. So beautiful. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit and touch on um, a video you did about emotional trauma mm. and healing past wounds. And I'm just curious, like, when did that become part of your journey where you realized, hey, there are past wounds here and maybe some emotional trauma and I need to look at these? Yeah, I think more heavily in the past two years. I think before I was focusing on figuring out what I'm doing with my life and then figuring out how to succeed at what I'm doing with my life. And then after I reached like a comfortable level of success, I started seeing like, okay, this, this is not it. I'm still unhappy in certain times, you know, certain things stress me out, give me anxiety, certain things I'm still afraid of. And I, it's obviously that's also another huge journey and process to re-examine the, the, things in my life, the things from my past that might still be holding me back today. You know, I, I, I had a lot of triggers. Like there were topics that if people brought it up, it would make me cry. It would make me irritable or angry. And I started to recognize those as like signs, like, okay, what is going on here? Because I think before you would get triggered and then you would blame it on the other person, right? You'd be like, right. You didn't recognize that there's something in yourself that needs to be dealt with and needs to be healed. So a lot of my healing, I, I had to work through just my relationship with my dad because he left our family when we were in like really young elementary school ish. Like he still played kind of a part, but a very distant part. And there was never a clean goodbye. It was not where, like there was no communication. He just, he went on a business trip and he just never, he just stopped calling, stopped coming back. And it was, I don't know, there's just so many things. And I, I realized over the years, I held so much resentment for him over that. And also the, my whole like drive to like please my parents and to be successful so that my parents could be proud of me and my parents could be happy that I had to recognize like why I had that drive like why am I trying to why am I um, putting myself through so much pain and suffering to succeed at all costs like what is the purpose of this why can't I you know what I mean there like I think some people a lot of people who are successful you might not realize are like they have an unhealthy reason why they have that yes right and it's it's like a double-edged sword where it's like good that, yeah, it helped you succeed, but it's also bad because it's a crutch. So it, my journey helped me realize where those, those pains and those wounds really came from. And it, it's like, it's, I don't know. I had so many revelations in the past two years, but I, I expect that it's not over. It's so interesting because I talk a lot about the difference between success and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, success can magnify wounds, right? And can yeah. really bring them to the surface. And ultimately, what we're all really looking for is a state of fulfillment, right? Yeah. Feeling fully filled up, I call it, rather than sucking excess, like success, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that and that there is a journey that begins for a lot of people. I would say, I, I'm curious of your opinion, but I would say, the majority of the people that are that are targeting a certain level of success get there off of their wounds kind of yes. driving that. Yeah. For example, like I know now that the reason I'm drawn to performing and being on camera is probably because I didn't get a lot of love when I was young. And it's the approval and praise that you get that you kind of crave. And I think a lot of people do crave that. A lot of people 
believe it inherently, like deep down at the core that if they are successful, then they will be loved. And that's why so many people like they kill themselves over trying to be more successful and to please the people around them. And it's, I think the truth of being human that we all should strive to get to is to not need to like to not need to prove yourself and not need to just strive for to be something that you're not because you are already perfect as you are, you know, in, in relaxation, you yourself, like the, the inner peace that you have within, like that's, that's what we want to strive for. It's not the external success. Like, why are you trying to prove that you're so smart or you're so good at this? Like, what's, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're all trying to prove ourselves because we want people to love us, but you don't need to prove your worth. Like you're already worthy. Just even if you have an unproductive day, you're, you're still worthy. Yeah. And I think that worthiness is also a journey that comes from looking at the emotional trauma and the past wounds, like the reasons why we desire, like you were saying, you know, desire that love mm-hmm. are really hungry for it yeah. right? or hungry for acceptance. And when you really start to get deeper into the work and looking at trauma, past wounds and triggers too are huge, right? There's mm-hmm. always such wisdom behind understanding our triggers yep. um, that you really can can get to a place of, I don't, I would like to call it like neutrality, right? It's like, yeah. it's not, it's, there's nothing tugging at you, like yeah. pulling at you, like, oh, I need this. I need this. Or there isn't a hole inside of you saying, please fill me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get into that state of being able to flow and be, and, um, and it's a really beautiful thing. So that was yeah. beautifully said. Um, yeah. I think that what you're doing by sharing and especially um, on your YouTube channel through, through video and sharing your journey in the ways that you do is extremely powerful. Like um, you have a, an amazing library on YouTube of Thank the journey, you. right? You've documented yeah. the journey, right? <laughs> I know. Um, and it's really, it's really lovely. Can you share where people can find that and also your podcast and everywhere that you are. Yeah. I mean, you can find me on YouTube. The name is Lavender and I have a podcast called The Lavender Lifestyle and all of my socials, Instagram, Twitter is at Lavender. And I also have a website, lavender.com. And you can find my shop where I sell like stationery to help you create your dream life. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. I always say writing things down, you guys, is you telling the universe, like, I am ready to receive this. I'm ready to know these things. Like, I think we do not even know the power of writing things down. So check Mm -hmm. that out because when you write something down, get ready. Right. Right. And journaling is my favorite self-discovery tool. Like you get to know yourself on a level. It's so true. It's so true. I have journals from the time I was like, 12 and 13 years old. Yeah, same. <laughs> they were, they're hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, you go page, page. I am so mad at so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. He did this and she did that. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's I so mean, that, like, that's amazing, right? Cause it helps you express it somewhere. Totally. And it also helps me like, remember that part of me, right? Yeah. Like remember where I was like mentally and, exactly. you know, and emotionally at the time. So I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of like, you know, documenting your life. It's, Same. it's important. You forget things, right? You forget how you felt five years ago or, or the things that you experienced or even the things you learned. So yeah. Catch yourself some stuff and yeah. start writing it down, you guys. Um, so I'm going to ask you the four questions we ask all of our guests. <clears throat> it's based on a process called the anatomy of transformation. 
And um, the first pillar is truth. And so I believe truth is a big catalyst that when we come across like a truth that is different than what we believed before, but we can feel it in our body, Mm -hmm. um, that we really expand into a new perception, a new reality. So what is a big Mm -hmm. truth that you've come across that was impactful in your life? I mean, the, the thing that comes to my mind is the truth that like I was saying earlier, you are already worthy as you are. And plus you have your inner compass, like you have everything you need within you to guide you along your life. You don't really need to listen to the people, the voices around you or any distractions. Mm, So good. And the second pillar is release, which is for us to fully step into that as human beings. What was it for you maybe that you had to release, be it like a limiting thought set or limiting people in your life? Like what was it for you that was released? I had to deeply release caring about what other people thought of me because once I could learn to not care about what people thought of me, then I could finally be my authentic self. Mm-hmm. So good. So true. And how did that change your experience, which is the third pillar? Like, do you remember the time when you started really being able to, to disconnect from that? Like what other people think is their stuff and not mine? Mm-hmm. How did that change? Like how you showed up to your work in the world, to how you showed up personally in relationships? Yeah. In general, it's super freeing because you learn to put less weight on other people's opinions and thoughts, and you just learn to explore yourself. And for me, it was a lot because I was so insecure about like putting my myself on YouTube, sharing my real thoughts about these topics that none of my friends were really interested in. And it, yeah, it's just freeing to, to learn to be yourself. Yeah, it's so true. And the fourth pillar is a line, which is like, how do we stay in this new high frequency energy that feels so freeing and so good? What are the practices or ways of being or rituals that you have to kind of stay in this alignment? Like, let's say you have a bad day or like something, you know, crosses your path. How do you shift back into feeling good and free? Yeah. I mean, my cornerstone habits are always journaling because in journaling is where I really get to know who, like what I'm actually thinking, journaling, meditating, rewriting those, like checking my mind. I'm always trying to check my mind. What is this negative thought? Why am I criticizing myself here? How can I be more loving and gentle with myself and support my journey rather than just being that critical voice, like all the other voices outside? I love that. If we, what if we ask ourselves every day, how can we be more loving and gentle to ourselves? Right. It's right. a game changer. Yeah. I mean, don't we deserve our own love and care and like grace? Yes. It's, it's life-changing, right? Truly yep. life-changing. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us and for sharing your wisdom and really and sharing your journey. I think sometimes it's easy to see when someone goes to your YouTube channel, they'll feel like she's got it all figured out, right? No. <laughs> it's like, this yeah. is like, and so when we get to like, you know, I think sometimes it helps us free ourselves when we realize the journey that other people have taken, right? And yeah. that it doesn't happen overnight and it is a journey and the journey is the, the beautiful gift. Yeah, totally. Well, I think you so much. This was so much fun. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Mm-hmm.